0: One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor, and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible.
1: And we're live. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning is it, is it weird that life. we start every podcast with and we're live well you, you're letting
0: us know that it's time to it's go no, no, like, tell is,
1: is there a better phrase than and we're live Could count no. down. I would, down
0: i would i would i would put a lot of effort put some thought and effort into that this week and come
1: right. back come back ready next week all right with something i'll, bring, I'll bring my best idea all right <laughs> <laughs> next week Fidians. and uh, if any of our you know tens of listeners out there have tens. ideas <laughs> you know Send them our way, okay, Jeff. Fives. Zero, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I was being generous.
0: Saying Appreciate it. Hey, this is the first time we've had the full table. Full table. Since oh, we yeah. got we got the new mic set up. Are you sure, dude? I'm Since we got the sure new mic set up, yeah, it wasn't like plugged in. One of the in. first
2: weeks, we had all four of them used. Wasn't even plugged
3: it in. Remember? Uh-huh. Never
2: well, happened. just it now it wasn't been. plugged in. It was plugged in before. Though. All right, just for looks. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what? I think Brent might be right. Of course. Of course you do. <laughs> At least he's to admit wow, it, so. okay, we're to <laughs> right a good off start. <laughs> uh, welcome, Jeff.
0: <laughs> welcome, good Jeff. Here. Good to have you, man. It's good to be here. <laughs> the last time you were here, I was actually in Arizona, and so That's right. you filled in, and then you went to Arizona with your family, and you asked me. Now to come you're back, and no, yeah, you said come. I can't yeah. come, so yeah, Chad and I had to do it
1: solo, which was probably one we of the like better shows.
4: You were yeah. not, I think you got back when I. Was going or Pretty something.
1: much. Yeah. yeah, I think the time before that, you sat in David's chair when David was gone.
2: Yep. It's good to have breaks. So we haven't a had while.
1: you with all of us in a while.
2: No. Yeah. Did so you released. go to the Grand Canyon or what?
4: No, we went to like Goodyear, Phoenix area. We did go down to Sedona, but never
2: heard of Goodyear.
4: It's kind of like southwest of yeah Phoenix. Hmm. Well, when we it's were in Phoenix years
1: back, we went to Goodyear. Yeah, yeah.
4: It's yeah. where a lot of the spring training parks are at. Okay.
3: Yeah.
0: So, huh. Oh, okay. Like good country gotcha.
4: surprise. Some is there of those a tire company gotcha.
0: based yep. there. I think it is. I mean, just gonna, <laughs> yeah. just a hunch. Bro. Yeah, I think it is. Huh.
4: All right. Yeah, that's Sedona we went to It's beautiful there.
0: Yeah, I've never. I've only seen pictures,
2: but You're we, we had a, a month.
4: We were gone for. We were gone for like twelve days. Yeah, that's but I haven't a been preaching months, for that's a almost a month, so well,
1: well, kind of weird. You yeah, have withdrawals.
4: A bet. <laughs> I told people I'm like, hold up in my office because I'm trying to finish this doctorate thing. And I'm like, I don't even know how to interact with people anymore.
0: <laughs> well, that's uh, in part why you're on today. We, we named it. What was
1: it? what did you finally title this? Uh, helping Jeffy Pass His Class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you put Jeffy. <laughs> the title.
2: Jeffy, yeah. That was Hefe. our title today. Hefe. Perfect. Well, you needed two <laughs> syllables. Helping right. needed to be followed by not one syllable, but right. two. <laughs> okay. Good grammar. Because you are trying yeah. to... Uh,
0: I uh, am. Finish, yeah, finish I mean, your doctorate, and you have a dissertation that you're preparing for, and yeah. and uh, don't don't tune out yet because it's not going it, to. It, yeah, it's not going to be that. <laughs> Bear <probably. laughs> with us. I'm not going to read. Most this people are like, things. "Well, this is above my pay grade." <laughs> I <got> I'm out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you has que- have questions that we we'll talk about what you're doing.
2: Yeah, I do. Um, this is actually a way for us to get out of like having to y- sit at home and do this. Yeah. That's why it was such a great idea. Like, let's just have the dude on <laughs> right. instead of having to write these out and send them back <laughs> Ask to Yeah, you know? So this is it. Yeah, is all you get.
4: So basically, I mean, like for me, for education-wise, it's not about the degree. It's always been about just the education, trying to get more training. And so probably 2017, I decided to to pursue this doctorate of ministry mainly just to get more training in preaching. Um, but you have to do a dissertation as part of it. And so um, one of the things I was starting to notice in pastoral ministry is just pastors leaving like
3: hmm. like a
4: mass exodus almost. And i like, what is going on? You know, and a lot, a lot of statistics are out there about, you know, some say it's like 1,500 a month or re, you're quitting ministry. You know, they're, they're, they're getting out of ministry for reasons other than death or retirement. Um, and so I just, I think it was concerning to me, like, okay, why are guys getting out? You know, and they're leaving churches, they're leaving their families, wondering what's happening. Or or leaving earth. Or leaving earth, yeah. I mean, there's a a lot more people calling it quits. Right. You know, committing suicide. Yeah, yeah. Well-known, Well-known pastors there first. You know, so I think it it just caused me to start to ask the question, and then I think my my hope and my prayer is that I can do something that will be beneficial and helpful to pastors that are both in it, but also preparing for it. Because um, I don't think that suffering is unique to pastors. I mean, I think every the right. Bible tells us you know, that we're, as Christians, we're all going to suffer in some way. But I do think there is a, a, past, a suffering that is unique to pastoral ministry. Hmm. Um, and so sure. that's, that's really what I'm addressing in, in, in that. And part of what I'm doing is I, I just <coughs> sent out sort of Excuse. about 10 questions to um, just pastors that I know and just asked Hey, could you answer these questions? Sort of an informal interview of just different uh, ways that you suffer, keys to longevity in ministry, uh, just and then just really trying to kind of identify some of these main themes that are that are running through the course of it. And then um, at the end of it, my goal is I'm 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 writing a handbook for pastors that are in ministry to to figure out how do I walk through this. Um, at the end of the day, I think the the big thing that pastors need to have is a is it's a it's a it's a biblical theology of suffering. Um, well and yeah. I would I would
0: just, you know, by way of encouragement to people listening right now, this doesn't just apply to pastors. Uh, it certainly does and it will help us to, you know, keep on keeping on yeah. but, but we we you know, we're supposed to set an example to the flock and so this the stuff we're going to be talking about I think applies to every Christian that's, yeah. that's listening as well. Yep. um as far as how to keep on right. keeping on. Yeah. So
4: yeah, because I think in our in our culture, we're suffering verse You know, like we we just try we just try to avoid it. You know, I think that's what you see. Mm-hmm. I mean, even you see it in social media posts, you know, nobody nobody posts, Well, my day sucks, you know, and here's the the terrible things that have happened today. It's usually the all the some good some things, things so are. I was, was gonna day. say yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff's right, like some people <laughs> yeah. do. Like a lot of people <laughs> like every yeah. day. No. There are some <laughs> people that yeah. Really
2: yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So
4: anyway, so I just kind of, you know, part of it is, is an informal interview with pastors, just trying to understand, like real life, like, okay, what are, what are these things that guys are facing in ministry? Um, what's the, the, the sort of a little more specific suffering that they face? I think the challenge for some guys is, is oftentimes whatever sort of suffering you face, it will probably be public in some way. You know, as people watch you walk through that, whether you even talk about it or not, they are going to notice something that's going on in your life. My my wife
2: knows the second she sees me when I walk in from an appointment or from, you know, time away with somebody, she'll look at me and just go, what's wrong? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm fine." <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: You're from the fine family. I'm fine. <laughs> yep. Fine. <laughs> well, you
0: you sent these questions out for uh-huh. us to do, and and as as I started writing them, you know, it was my week to actually prepare something for for t- today as well. So this worked out perfectly. So yeah. I thought, well, rather than just answer these and then send them back to you,
2: let's do it on yeah. on the podcast. And so so uh, yeah, I'm gonna just walk through them. Yeah, take yeah. it yeah. away. And, and I do think I do think that we're gonna have an unfair advantage you, in answering these questions. You might because yeah. of the name of the podcast. Right. Okay, great. Let's just get that out of the <laughs> That's way. That's right. Yeah.
4: Well, and I think, so part of what I'm going to do as well is I'm looking at 2 Corinthians. You know, Paul talks... Dude, 12? The, uh, the whole book. Okay. I'm going to look at specific passages about that Paul addresses suffering, you yeah. know, just speaking through that. Because I think, you know, he starts out the book by talking about God being the God of all comfort, you know, comforts us in everything, in, the, in all things that we're afflicted by, so that we can comfort those, you know, mm-hmm. with the same comfort that we've received. And I think that's part of what we we face and walk th- through in the midst of suffering as well, is that um, not only are we identifying with Christ, but we're also having the opportunity and the privilege of being able then to minister to people with that same comfort that we've received. Because I think sometimes I think people forget that before we're shepherds, we're sheep. Right. 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 I mean, that's our or Christians. I mean, yeah. as a result, yeah, we are pastors. I think I wrote that in one of my answers. <laughs> you probably did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think, and I think sometimes people sort of forget, like, yeah, you know, pastors are people too. Right. Pa- pastors know, they, need to be pastored. Yeah, yeah, and I think that by we sometimes pastors, forget
1: that, also by non-pastors.
4: Yeah. yeah, and a lot of pastors don't have that. Yeah, yeah. they don't have yeah. what even what we have here. They don't.
2: Well, mean, and and sometimes, like, not to be cruel, but but sometimes they're the ones who put themselves in a position. To yes. make people think right. they're not sheep. Yep. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. some of that's going to come
3: out too. Yeah. And, like and it the, goes both ways. And I think mm-hmm.
4: the, and the suffering that I'm not addressing is like people that, they bring it on themselves. Yeah. Right. Like that was foolish. Good. And, Good. Uh, that thank was you. One of my you. <laughs> your <laughs> suffering is <as> a result <laughs> is of that, right? It's like, okay, that's your own doing. But Phew. but I think suffering that's unique <laughs> in that way. So let's just, let's just kind of yeah. walk through them. So, I mean, question one is pretty simple. How many years, how many years you've been in ministry? Both like as a paid, but also as, as volunteers.
2: So not, not just officially.
4: Yeah. Just.
1: <coughs> <coughs> it's harder to measure that one. I mean, I was thinking I, I basically,
0: it's been over 30 years. I'd say that I've been active in some kind of ministry in the church, uh, you know, just coming up on 12 as a pastor, but, but deacon, youth pastor, um,
2: you know, home group leader, all those kinds of things for, for as long as I can remember. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so, yeah, 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 yeah probably 28 ish years for me. Yeah, about as long as I've been a Christian. I've yeah, been in something. Yeah,
1: yeah, tw- twenty nine officially and unofficially, I don't more.
2: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. okay, good. What um? Wait,
1: wait.
4: What? What about you? uh n- let's see, thirty two this year. So f- nineteen ninety one. Crazy dude. Oh, <clears throat> when I was a young kid. When yeah. you were a wee tyke, people were thinking. Right. I often think about that. I don't think
1: I would ever put nineteen year old me you know no. deep into the pool but man
2: <laughs> well when no one's doing nothing you just need a warm body you yeah know? that's what they what do, do like oh, there's and a warm where body we're
4: at it's like people i mean we all have men that have invested in our lives if they wouldn't have invested in our lives yeah we, yeah we wouldn't have made it oh yeah you know um yeah and so one of the questions is what do you believe are the keys to longevity in ministry like what are some important aspects of that like to be in it. I mean, not only be in it for the long haul, but to be in it for as long as we've been in it. I mean, because we all yeah. recognize there are days when it's like, yep yeah, just wrote my resignation, you right? Know? <laughs> um, and and days when we just want to say, yeah, I'm done. I've had enough. But we don't. Yeah, that's the
0: first thing I put down, cause I, and I think this is kind of a a hidden one that people don't think about, but calling. If calling isn't there. Um, the rest of it's not going to fall together yeah. or you know, come together at all and, and there's a lot of guys out there that i think if, number
1: one on my list too is that right
3: yeah yeah because yeah. nice. uh, again
0: you you watch people struggling along yeah. and and, may, and you start to realize sometimes that i don't even think you're supposed to be doing this mm-hmm. and i think that's the realization some guys finally come to you know they maybe they you know went out and got the credentials but yeah but the calling was really never there and if that's not there nothing not the, the rest of it's not really gonna ever make yeah. sense so. the yeah. calling says i can't
2: not do this yeah so yeah. like yeah. So, like, even in the worst moments of whatever it is and whatever it can be, that's that's the ultimate reality. Yeah, it's like I can't, I can't not do this. Right? Well, it's not yeah, a job,
0: I, it's not a livelihood. It, it's something you have to do, or you're being more, disobedient. Yeah, it's to it's not an occupation. And so you're so. in, you're in, no matter what, yep. at all costs, yep. no matter yep. what
2: comes, you're, you're yeah. in because I have to be. And, and only God can Absolutely. implant something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: because <laughs> I think that's that's the there's an internal calling. And I think it's an external calling or maybe yeah, it's an I distinguish affirmation, that, right? Where it, people it are saying, yeah, I, I see that, you know, that, yeah. that yeah. makes sense. You're I've, called to I've, do, I've to known
1: do people this. over the years that have had a sense of an internal calling mm-hmm. that, you know, the external would say no. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I, I think of one, one guy in particular who just was intent on, you know, moving to another state to plant a church. And while he was a, a great member of the church and had a lot to contribute, you know, the guys closest to him would say like, you're not a pastor. <laughs> Mm. Right, like and it, like it's okay that you're not a pastor, but but he was so intent that he went and did it, and yeah, crashed and burned. And, right. You know.
2: Yeah. And, and how how much of that is actually what's going on? Yeah. Right. This.
1: Right. <laughs> well,
0: you may, you wonder. I mean, you can't you can't know for sure because you don't know all these guys personally. But but that's step one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's got to yeah. be there. That's got to be there. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. And then that's that's yeah. a theme that's ran through every single response I've got. Yeah. Yeah. Almost right away, calling. Yeah. So, I think the second what thing else? I put
1: on my list is just having a proper expectation. Mm. Um, you know, we, we so we have this calling, and, and you're excited about it. Like I remember, as you know, as a young youth pastor, and you know, when when I realized that God was calling me to ministry, like I was super excited about it. And it didn't take very long for me to question, like, what have I done? Right? <laughs> right? Like, this is, I've, made a, huge I've mistake. made a huge mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, having mm-hmm. just a right expectation going into it that that being a pastor is hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's worth it, uh, but but it's hard. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are seasons that are more difficult than others, and just you know, knowing that that's going to come, and and I don't know that you can fully, you know, as as a young person going into ministry, have that you know a full mm-hmm. right expectation. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I think having an expectation that suffering is part of what you sign up for yeah. uh, is helpful on the front end. Yeah, it's messy.
0: Yeah. It's hard. It's it's not going to be. A, it's going to be a difficult calling. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Mark Dever that said once that being a pastor is a commitment to being misunderstood. Right. Um, That just resonates so much with me that, like, that's just, it's part of the gig. Yeah. Mm Yeah, It's what you sign up for. Yeah. What do you got there,
0: Mr. Thompson? I
2: had both those. Um, Another one, as far as longevity, when I reflect on, like, how long I've been doing this now, which I didn't think I would last 11 years even at the door. Figured I'd just be off and gone and doing something else but um i put like continuing education slash inspiration so like i need to constantly be constantly be filling my head with the gospel being amazed with the gospel Mm -hmm. being um continually like calibrated Mm -hmm. um with those things that give me life yeah um and redirect me towards life right so like i even find myself you know at, at home i got you know my little man cave with you know youtube and and Pretty much all I do is go out and watch other guys preach to me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And and like it literally, it literally picks me up. It right. literally fills the tank. It's those yeah. things that remind me of of who I am and why I do what I do, and yeah. and that it's a privilege, that it's right. an absolute, yeah. you know, calling that goes beyond most. Yeah, because there
4: is that caring for your own soul. Yeah, That's yeah. Yeah. So it's the, it's the feeding, you know, yeah.
2: it, it's what you're doing here. It's ongoing education. It's constantly learning, yeah. constantly being a student, constantly being in a position of, um, of, of having the, the next thing revealed. And I don't mean right. the next thing, something new, but, yeah. but constantly being amazed with Christ and the gospel. Yeah. So, and, and obviously it goes without saying the people you're around absolutely right. play into that. Yeah. Um, or don't, yep. and the people that I'm around absolutely play into that. Yeah, like they, yeah. If you're always yeah. p-
0: pouring out and not take, taking anything in, it's gonna yeah. take its toll off. Yeah, break. yeah. Because so.
2: yeah, yeah, I think I mean I think one of the
4: things that, that we find a lot of times, even the guys that I've talked to is, is friendships. You know, most yep. don't generally have friendships in the church.
2: You, were you taught that at them. all in
4: seminary, to or, have, or,
2: or was that to not?
3: To make, not, make close connections I the think church.
4: there was an aspect of that although it wasn't necessarily spoken directly um, and I've just watched that in most guys that I've known that have been in ministry you know 30 40 50 years few of them especially I think from the older generation few of them have friendships in the church and oftentimes it's it's it part of it is what they've been taught in seminary but part of it I think is Keep also Keep a buffer kind of between you right? and the commoners. And I think some, yeah. for some of them they've been burned <laughs> Yeah. You know, they, well, they sure. shared yeah, something absolutely. personal and, and they lost their job over it. Well, know? and that goes, I mean, yeah. the,
0: the biggest key for, I think, uh, I think all three of us would agree because we, we have the model of co, co pastor, mm-hmm. um, co equal pastors that share the load. Um, without that, I don't, I couldn't do this. I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't do it honestly. And, and, yep. and so having these guys, um, you know, we meet a couple times a week. We're always there as our, as I was going to say, we're not
2: only sharing the load, we're sharing
0: life, <laughs> right? Right. right. So, so, so we are each other's pastors. Yeah.
1: That's critical. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of pastors out there that don't have pastors.
4: No, there's a lot of guys that. But being
0: that's pastored. not something we even have to, uh, you know, seek outside of this. It's built into it's built yeah, into right. the, the the equation. And yeah, and
4: most it, churches don't have a built-in. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: So we have it, and it and it makes to me all the difference in the world. Yeah. I mean, if one of us starts to burn out or kind of you know wobble or get mm-hmm. you know get off into the weeds, uh, usually it doesn't happen. <laughs> We're all three of us doing at the same time, fortunately. Yeah. But they're there to pull you back, to to remind you of yeah. truth again, to yeah. um, you know to, to even speak. Kind of a hey, here's the reality of the situation. You know, you've gone. Well, there's probably more me than these guys. <laughs> you, you, you've blown this into something that it's not again, sir. Right. And, and uh, you know, all those kinds of things to where, um, and he, and then if one of us does needs to to take some time away for a bit, mm-hmm. you know, even even not necessarily announced to the church or whatever, but yeah. we can do that. And yeah. it's been it's been a life life giving. Yeah.
2: That is absolutely like truth like like mm-hmm. long longevity i think for all yeah. of us has been the reality yeah that this thing doesn't stand on me or sit on me completely right. <clears throat> if it did at times then i it then i probably would have crumbled under yeah. the weight of what it is yeah. but because it doesn't <laughs> depend on me right it's allowed me to keep going yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes the perception
4: yeah. for people for us is well you're a pastor you shouldn't feel that way it's like uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a normal person you know I, I definitely feel that way I mean yeah. go look at the Apostle yeah. Paul he's like yeah I'll he's, punch he's you like, right there now there <laughs> are times, yeah. Paul's like there are times when I'm just weary of life you know? yeah. like okay yeah. <laughs> it's the Apostle Paul we're talking yeah. about like yeah. okay that's pretty him. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. you know I think the only thing I would add to because I have both of what you said David was on my list as well yeah. but um, you know I think also just kind of you know we've said it before like as pastors we're, we're sheep before we're pastors mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're in need of a shepherd um, and I think of a, of a pastor friend of mine from years ago who once said, uh, approached me and my wife, he was in a different church, and said, you know, we'd like to really, you know, pursue a deeper friendship with you guys because we can't do that in our own church. Mm. Um, and it was just, I thought it was kind of a sad Right. Comment that, that is. a pastor would feel like they can't pursue relationships yeah. with people mm-hmm. in their own church. So so not only our kind of co-equal model that we have, but but living among the people, there's value to yeah. that. Um, not only pastorally of just getting to know the people and to be a better pastor, but just those relationships are life-giving. Right, uh, can be life-giving, um, you know, to pastors. But that requires
0: well. vulnerability on our part. It does, um, which a lot of guys, you know, aren't willing to right. to go go there. So. Right. No,
4: no, and I think there's a fear in that right yeah. there's fear of not being the getting the, fired not being yeah, yeah not, getting fired not being the best role model you know y- right you when visit. they realize that we don't wear capes right you know?
0: yeah you pull yeah. the curtain back enough and they start to see your family yeah. and your life <laughs> yeah. and you're like why are it's you like the wizard of oz yeah. yeah the guy behind the curtain so you have that's to yeah. pretend like everything's okay and that's yeah i mean that's a terrifying mm-hmm. thing to you know but i, I see it a lot yeah, yeah. even yeah. with their families the pressure they have to put on their wife and their kids to hey make sure you don't make me look bad yeah um this is my job you know and it, again we don't we don't rely on any of that stuff yeah um which is uh, yeah takes care of that Well as I think well.
4: one of the things that I, I recognize too is that I think in that I think pastors they have a lot of acquaintances in the church, but few friends. right right you know, and I think that's there's a difference in that. A lot of people think they know us, but we, we typically only know people to a certain on a, and they only know us at a certain level. But we know, yeah. there are times we know a lot, lot of things about their lives, but they don't know those details of our lives, you know? Sure, right. So I think for, like, my encouragement to our people would be is to, to take an interest in our pastor's lives and say, how are you doing? Genuinely. Like, how can I pray for you, you know? Mm-hmm. What are things that I can do to help, you know? I think there are a lot of ways that churches can't... Because part of what yeah. I want to <laughs> do at the end of this is to write a chapter to the church. So right. Here are ways that you can encourage, support, that's good. care for your yeah. pastor, you know, because I think that's, that's a critical aspect of it is having a church that loves you, that cares for you, mm-hmm. um, and is willing mm-hmm. to give you opportunities to care for your own life right. and soul.
0: Well, and recognizes you're, you're also a sinner in, in the process yeah. of sanctification yeah. and you're not a perfect person with a yeah. perfect family and all that.
1: But Yeah. yeah. Well, pa- pastors need the church just like anybody else. Yeah. Yep. I mean, even though, you know, pastors are called, you know, to a level of leadership in the mm-hmm. church, you know, everybody's called to, pastors need the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they're members of the local church mm-hmm. before yep. they are leaders of the local yeah. church, right, or shepherds or under-shepherds of the local church. And I think for a pastor to understand that and for mm-hmm. a congregation to understand that is that, you know, we're, we're all people that, that need to be shepherded yeah. and cared for by one another. yeah And <laughs> that, like, that's God's design in mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. It's easy well, to for forget.
0: fear of not getting through any more questions. Yeah, yeah. I have three, three more, three that, more that are here, but I'm not going to do them. Um, but the one that I would just mention is delegation. Uh, mm. that's the key to longevity is that if you're that kind of pastor that has to do everything, if you want something done right, you better do it yourself. And that's your mindset. And you never delegate. You never let anybody else use their gifts or callings. You're setting yeah. yourself up a burnout, a hurry. Yeah. And so just learning, you know, having good deacons, um, ha- you know, having people that buy into the mission of the church that everybody's got yeah. a ro- you know role to play, building that into the culture yeah, of the right. church. Um, that's yeah, another mission critical. because the of
4: churches have the 2080, you know, and yeah. typically what I don't think people realize is that a lot of times pa- pastors bear that burden of the 80, whether it's they're doing it themselves or sure. not. They know those things need to be done. we got to find people to do that.
0: I've been amazed, though. I mean, you were, we were talking the other day about just, you know, you, you've been asking some people to kind of step up mm-hmm. and, and, and seeing it happen. But if we don't ever provide that opportunity, yep. they'll just kind of sit back and say, well, we're right. paying you. Let the right. pros do it. You yeah. know, they're, they're going to do it better. I mean, that's the mindset. is what yeah pay you for. It. And, and, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's, I don't think, the way the church was ever supposed nope. to be at all. Right. So yeah. so getting everybody to, you know, hey, grab an oar, grab grab <laughs> right. a shovel, grab something. You know, we're, we're in this together. you got a yeah. job to do. Uh, maybe it's just simply praying and encouraging. Yeah. It doesn't mean, you know, you're in the trenches necessarily, but right. Right. everybody's doing something.
4: Yeah. No, I think that's the key because I think there are a lot of, I mean, we've all probably been in churches where, mm-hmm. well, we pay, that's what we pay the pastor for.
2: So, yeah. So teamwork yeah. makes the dream work. Yeah. So how we go-, yeah, right, oh, wow. we go back
4: to Ephesians 4? Equipping <laughs> okay. God's people Put that on,
2: on the that list. New, is that answers?
0: new door shirt? <laughs>
2: Don't I do hope it. Not. Don't do it, David. <laughs> not while I'm here. All How right, do you, you want to move to I'm the half next the one. I'm <laughs> Yeah. This is
4: a fun one. So the next one is in what ways have you suffered as a pastor?
3: Whee!
1: <laughs> too too many to count.
4: <laughs> Maybe just give a couple. <laughs> don't name any names, though. <laughs> <David>.
2: <laughs> That's what we were talking about beforehand. <laughs> I like put my mask on, and then I'll name some names.
0: We're gonna have one day a year where we just call out all the people that where we purge by name our yeah. list.
1: We won't tell you what Sunday you're it is. Scaring, you're scaring yeah. the people right now. it's, yeah. a, new,
4: it's a new mini-series miniseries. Great Festivus series. The purge. <laughs> Let no. it all
1: out. I mean, we kind of joke about it, but you know, like as a pastor, and I don't know if. if you know, congregants necessarily understand this, but like we carry the weight and the burdens of people's stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and and you know, like we sign up for this and we gladly do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there is suffering that comes along with knowing that somebody that you care about is suffering. Right. Um, and trying to, to help. And, and I think, you know, uh, oftentimes, <laughs> you know, like there's circumstances that we just look at and say, this is above my pay grade. Right. Like, I don't even know, you know, where to begin or don't yeah. have an answer. And there's this pressure to, to have the answers, right? And so mm-hmm. even suffering comes with that. Uh, but just carrying, you know, the weight and the burden of just people's lives. Well, and
0: unlike know? a job, you know, where you punch in at eight and punch out yep. at five, you yeah, know, it's, no it's a 24-7 thing. Yeah. So that was what I had to learn early on is that there was a – I had this idea that I was supposed to solve all these problems that people had and, and be the solution and provide the solutions. Mm-hmm. And and that, that was going to just – you know, crush me. Yeah. And so right. knowing that, you know, it's not my job to please everybody, it's not my job, it's my job to point people to the truth of God's word and to yeah, point them right. as, to Jesus as the answer. And what they do from there, I, I can't control. So, like, you can right. lead a believer to truth, but you can't make them obey. Yeah. Y- you know, you can't, you can't do that. And so coming to that understanding alleviated Early. a lot of right. suffering, but it took a few years, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I heard a pastor one time, I think it might have been Trip on the Mars Hill podcast, but he said something that first may be kind of sad, but then it it resonated that uh, he came to the conclusion that at some point that as a pastor, he's generally just going to be a sad person. Hmm. Um, He's generally going to be a guy who's depressed, Uh, and it's not because... Uh, you know, I mean, there's not that we don't ever experience joy or have those yep. moments of like that, but but we're living in a broken world yep. and we're shepherding broken yep. people, and and there's going to be a certain element of sadness that's just part of that, right? right. And, and so even having your expectations, like you said before in in the previous one, that that this is probably partly the reality until we get home, <coughs> and right. and don't you know just kind of settle into that to yeah. some
2: degree, yeah, yeah. So that Sorry. I think segues into my head and shoulders. There's one that I that came to me above any others, and that is the spiritual battle that goes on yeah and i don't want to sound like a like a kook or anything but like it's just real <laughs> as a pastor and i never right. knew how real it is like it, in fact the more i go along in pastoring the more intense yeah. and um like clear the reality of right. the spiritual sure. warfare is whether it's you know the nights where i can't sleep and and there's just voices that are not not right. good yep. you know yes that yep. happens yeah um it, or it's the day after a sermon's preached mm-hmm. And, the, and all you know and after. all you feel <laughs> yeah. is that everything you did was wrong yeah. and you're a fraud and you mip, misrepresented God at every turn, like just lies, 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 lies. And I just, I buy the lies, you know, it's yeah. like Smeagol sometimes. Right. I'm just, it's like two different, different, <laughs> Too much, David, it's, too much. <laughs> it's like two different people, like, Close the curtain. <laughs> you know, having a conversation, the same person having a conversation, yeah. you know? Um, and it's, it's bad. Yeah. And, and that I think more than anything else makes me want to run, out of ministry, sometimes, yeah. sometimes just to the, make to make that stop, yeah. to to make all that yeah. spiritual noise stop.
4: Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's the Sunday. I mean, Sunday mm-hmm. afternoons are the most depressing days of the week.
2: Yeah, Mondays suck too. Mondays
0: usually yeah. too. Yeah, the,
3: the Monday blues they call it. Sometimes Sundays we right. actually
0: get together to debrief and, and spend time together. It's that helpful. Yeah. And, <laughs> that helps, and that, that yeah. helps a ton. But usually Mondays. So after yeah, you I, sleep so, on it, and the day goes by. Yeah. That, yeah.
1: That, that
2: all the all the lies are yeah. to question extremely everything. loud.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an important distinction to make with just the spiritual battle because I think, you know, as just people, like, you know, pastors are people too, that we can look at, um, you know, difficult people in difficult situations and begin to think that, you know, this person is the enemy mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the, this family that left the church, you know, for what we would consider stupid reason, like they're the enemy and then they're mm-hmm. not. Um, and right. so that's just you know kind of a constant battle. The enemy has you know, convinced pastors. them, right? Right. Of something that's, that, that's we have an enemy that we can't see. Yeah, our enemy is not necessarily the person that's right in front of us. Yeah, Spurgeon
2: yeah. says it's like swinging at the mist. You right. know, for for the pastor fighting the real battle, yeah. it's like swinging at the mist. You can't yep. hit <laughs> who it is that's doing yeah. this. You know.
3: Well, you so.
4: think about Spurgeon. I mean, he suffered with depression most of his life. Yeah. Right. Prince of Preachers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this guy is getting up faithfully. Proclaiming well, and that's
0: God's. where reminding yourself that what God's really called us to. Yeah. And, and if we're faithful to proclaim his word and faithful to make much of Jesus, we're doing what he's asking. Right, right. You know, I mean, there's more to it than, you know, simply that. But those yeah. are the big things and, and reminding ourselves that, and sometimes we'll get those reminders from the congregation. You know, we just recently had somebody uh, in the business meeting of all places talk about, you know, for 40 years they've been um, going to churches. And, and this is, you know, I mean, it was just one of those things. Whatever they said, you know, being at the door has made a, a huge impact on them. And it was just a reminder, like, what we're doing yeah, is, is hitting the mark, and it is mattering. Yeah. And, and and it's not like, because sometimes you feel like you're not making a dent yeah. at right. all. or You're not even, you know, are we getting through to anybody. Yeah, and uh, when you,
1: that comes, fuel in the tank yes. for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, When you hear well, that for like, like
2: five minutes until the enemy right. says, you know, whispers in your ear again. <laughs> yeah, but, you know? yeah. So like, so, yeah, those things have to be have to be like constant again, like the inspiration and the ongoing. Yeah. Um, you know, like I don't know, just surrounding yourself right. with, with with the gospel and the truths of God's word, like it has to happen constantly yeah. because the enemy is relentless, especially for yeah. pastors, especially right. for preachers, especially for people that dedicate their lives right. to shooting the arrows of god's word right out at people that like we're target we're prime target you know so well
4: i think an aspect of that spiritual warfare is can be a verbal aspect to it you get gossip and slander criticism you know everybody's got a comment about your sermon you know what you what you did what you didn't do you know all those things you pronounced wrong yeah you know and 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 sometimes those are helpful but quite honestly most of the time they're not
2: I think it, I, I just yeah. think that's a reality. I mean, there's reality. there's it's pride like... and there's arrogance and all that stuff, but I think it, it would help our people to know that, like with most pastors, like they're way better at beating themselves up than right. anybody right. else yeah. can. Yeah. And so, like, Absolutely. just consider that. Like, these guys are already like taking themselves to task yeah. constantly yeah, in their right. brains and in their as hearts as they're walking down, questioning the stage. everything. Sometimes <laughs> it's
1: in the middle of a sermon. It's like, yeah. like in your head. You're yeah. like, "What am I, I doing here?" <laughs> right. I remember uh,
2: I, I,
0: one, I, there's was this notion out there that the congregation should never. Say too much that's complimentary to the pastor because you don't want to be responsible for for, for giving Sorry. them a big <laughs> that's head. Cool. Well, it is because God will take care. Of it. Let, let God work on my pride and my because yeah. you know there are times when I need my pride worked on. Yeah. And, but there are also times when I need to be built up and and I wish I would have done a better job with that in in the past with some of the pastors in my life that made a huge sure. difference mm-hmm. in my life. But I had that mindset of like you know what I can't say anything you to him. Want to get a big head. Right. And yeah. every once in a while somebody will leave. Like a while back, a, a family left to move someplace, and and the guy came up to me and just told me how much. I'd meant to him over the years and how much the ministry of the word had meant mm-hmm. to him and all these things and I'm like where were why didn't you tell me this for right. the last three years, man? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm looking for crumbs wherever right. I can find them. And you, it's like.
4: You guys this week are going to get all kinds of. Well, it. yeah. 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 This <laughs> is a
2: great <laughs> topic. Let's talk about ourselves. Well, it's something I wish I would have done too, though. I mean, sure. and,
0: and even I go back and I'll find some of the pastors in my life that have made a, a difference in, or, and let them know. Yeah. You, yeah. you poured into me and you discipled me. And, you you know, the reason I'm in ministry today, because we can still do that, even if yeah. even that we're here yeah. now, because we all need it. Well, this, I think there,
4: I think reality, too, is that I think we have to be honest about the time. that I mean, there are times, and I think with social media and email and all this stuff, this has made it even worse. I mean, there are times, right, when we just get blasted.
3: Yeah. I mean, just yeah.
4: people just let it rip. You know, they wouldn't say any of those things to your face, but they say it to you in written form on the way out the door, you know, and never come back. Yeah. You know, and you don't get any chance to have a conversation to say, hey, help me to understand this, you know, what, (laughs) what's going on, you know, and and I think sometimes those can be brutal, you know, and I I think that's some of what's leading guys to just say, you know, I'm not, I didn't sign up for this, you know, and social media, I think, has just made it uh, 10 times worse than it, than really it it has to be, but so,
2: yeah. anything else? I was just going to say, like, to piggyback on what you said, like, like, encouragement is a huge doctrine theme Mm -hmm. in the Bible. Yeah. Words of encouragement and just a spirit and action of encouragement towards each other. So I I don't know where we got that, but I I would just say it is bull and like, stop it. Like, like be, (laughs) be like an expert at encouraging everybody and, and your pastors need it too. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's good. So and the I next think one, probably go ahead. just to add, you know, I think probably where where the money is for all of us and like it's one thing to get, you know, pats in the back and, and attaboys and you know, we take encouragement from those kinds of things. But when when somebody tells us like, here's how God spoke to me through that uh, or here's you know how I had a change in thinking mm-hmm. or you know, like something's like Right. I mean, that's super encouraging, um, you know, because we know that we don't have the ability to change anybody's mind or their life or their heart or their behavior or anything like that. But, mm-hmm. but you know, when we can hear like what God is doing specifically, uh, well, and, that's and super,
0: I heard, I think it was Tony Merida one time said, uh, you, you know, we don't preach to hear what a great sermon. We, we preach right. to hear what a great savior. Right. And right. when somebody comes and says, you made much of Jesus today or I worshipped God today. That means that's
2: really what for me is the, is the biggest encouragement. Yeah. Don't, don't come and say like, you're the routest preacher ever heard. Like that, like like that's not what we're taught. We We don't need flattery. We need encouragement and the encouragement is that God's actually doing something for us.
1: Yeah. And and even, you know, not just like even the people that, you know, like I think of somebody, you know, several months back that came up crying after a sermon because it was hard. Mm. Like this person was challenged (laughs) with some hard things. Uh, and came with tears, and and for for a moment, like on the surface, it was kind of discouraging. Thinking, mm. okay, like this, <laughs> I made him cry. I, I made this person <laughs> cry. Um, but just the other day, that person came up to me and said, "I need to give you a hug and tell you, like, here's what's happened in the last few months, and right. you know how, uh, like, that kind of stuff is cool too." Yeah, yeah, uh, because we know that God's at work even in, you know, when people are challenged with you know the things of, of God. Right. Maybe so th-
0: maybe bounce to six because yeah, the, uh, the next
1: one kind of <laughs>
4: kind of um,
0: we can cover them both.
4: Yeah, number five was, you know, who, what are the main sources of suffering? I mean, I think we, we've kind of touched on some of those. Us, ourselves, <laughs> I mean, our people are part of that. Congregations that maybe have differing perspectives. I think COVID is one of those things that kind of brought some of that sort of stuff to the surface. Sure. You know, is, is we, th- we see things differently. There's expectations that are placed on us to do this or don't do that or whatever the case might be. You know, it's like, because I think a lot of times people are consumers of the church, You know they they're just consuming what they're getting instead of and instead of actually being a part of the church and and being involved in the church and serving in the church and and i think when people are doing some of those things i think it helps them to understand just how the church really is supposed to work you know and and i think it helps them to be less critical because there's ownership you know um but i think we all recognize we have different people in our lives over the course of time like oh I could name some names of people that have
1: been like the... Is this <laughs> where we're going to name names? Yeah, this is where yeah. we're going to name names. <laughs> so we've, we've yeah, yeah, this, this is fun part. This <laughs> part. We've been waiting for this moment. is the fun part. This is the part we've been waiting for. Um... Yeah. Actually if we wanted to do what real podcasters do is we would make that a bonus episode behind a paywall. Ooh. Right. Ooh. right? So people would have to pay to hear the naming of the names. You make
4: some money. <laughs> Unless their names are on there then it's like, well, not so much.
1: So this goes
4: along kind of in conjunction with that is like what are the resources? What are the things, I mean, that we that we go to when we face, I mean, we've mentioned I think some of those were overlap. We've Talked about friendships and you know having other brothers that are encouraging us and challenging us and um, but what are some other resources that you guys use to help just when you face that suffering that you do wherever it's from?
1: Yeah, (laughs) the the only two things on my list were scripture and brothers. (laughs) I got nothing else. Right, (laughs) Bible and bros. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) And beans. There's a door. Meaning coffee, Coffee, Bible, bros, and beans. (laughs) There was a never mind blues.
2: Yeah, that
0: was, a, that was an ad for a church years ago. They had come and you can get Bible, bros, beans, and blues. It
2: was blue jeans. That, was, that was the best line that, that they could think of to put on a mass mailing card to get people to come to their church. Yeah. And me and Brent kind of snickered at had, it. You so. had them in your
0: fridge for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I did have them in my fridge for a while. Yeah, I think for me that the theology, um, believing your theology— you know, goes yeah. back to kind of what you guys were even talking about. But, you know, we, we believe that Jesus taught that suffering would be part of the Christian life, mm-hmm. uh, that that it would be harder for, for people who were in a teaching position and in and, and a leadership position. And so just believing what God's word says right, and, and uh, knowing that he'll sustain us through it, uh, believing the promises of God, believing, yeah. you know, in the hope that lies ahead. These, those are all the things, you know, that I just, you know, you cling to, that he yeah. he promised that, you know, these. I now I'm getting into the verses, but we might not through any, but but the gates of hell won't, you know, right. won't prevail against his church, um, that he, if he started a good work, he'll complete mm-hmm. it. There's so yeah. many things that you just have to constantly remind yourself um, and then, you know, you already said it, but just that, that we preach the
2: gospel to ourselves every right. yeah. day. And, and find any avenue that will do that. Yes. Like, right. like it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Like, just find, like, find something yeah. right. that is a gospel lifeline yeah. and uh, yep. and mainline it, right. yeah. you know? That's it for me. It's like,
0: you have to remind yourself every day of who I am, right? who Christ is, what he's done for me, that he loves me, you know, that, that uh, you know, even though... I'm a failure. He, he's not, even though I'm unfaithful, right. he's not, yep. you know, all those yeah. things. And because that's probably the, one of the other greatest sources of my frustration. We talk about the church people, but, but there's the, the me part of it, you know, my, that I'm inadequate, that I'm, you know, I, I can't wait for, you know, wretched man that I am, you know, who will save me you know, right. from this and, and rem, rem, reminding myself there's no condemnation and that someday my faith will be made sight and and I will right. be, this sin thing will be gone and, yeah. you know, all those things. So just reminding yourself of the truth of, These things we hope in.
2: Amen. It could be easy. uh, One of the things for me, obviously these things are first, but um, it could be easy to just become emo, like to become so, (laughs) so, so depressed all the time. And and even though you're doing (laughs) things that are keeping you, you know, from doing something stupid, (laughs) you're, you're only miserable all the time. You're, or you're only depressed all the time. And, and I, 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 there was a point I had to come to the realization that God, Put us here on Earth, though we're ministers mm-hmm. and it's a high calling. There are things that we too can enjoy yep. on Earth. Yeah. There there are recreational things, and it doesn't mean medicate. It doesn't mean yeah. hide. It doesn't mean act like these things aren't happening. But right. sometimes we need to go do something else. Right. We need to live a little, yeah. not just exist. <laughs> and so, whether it's fishing or, or whether it's surfing or. Uh, i mean even if i sit down and play a video game for an hour there's times i will come out of that better than i was when i went in <laughs> yeah. like like mentally yeah and, and even you know what which, which expect uh you know uh can affect me spiritually so yeah i think that that pastors should should remember that you know we're not robots like we're right. living breathing human beings that also right. are allowed to enjoy all that right. god has created and so i i guess i'm saying balance there's yeah. a there's a there's a balance where we don't always have to be in this mode. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, the yeah. prescription is to be in a different mode, right. to experience something that you don't normally experience. Because yep. I think I there's a, there's a
4: biblical and a practical aspect to helping pastors walk through and face suffering mm-hmm. in their life. Is there's a, we know the truth of, of God's word. We have to be reminded of those. But I think sometimes just the, the pragmatic aspect to it of, like, just doing something different or having a hobby or building, some, you know, just like, okay, I, I built yeah. a little, you know, a, 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 a birdhouse. <laughs> yeah. It's like for your soul. It seems yeah. pretty simple, but it's <laughs> like, you know, you're just doing things that are just taking you out right. away from that, you know, and, and, and having like those perfect. different things that you're thinking about. But
1: I so. think a lot of guys that are drawn to ministry are kind of type a, you know, driven type people that are just always on. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, sometimes we need to be told by our pastor brothers yeah. hey like mm-hmm. you need to you know check out or turn off or yep. you know whatever it is and yeah you know go go relax and rest or or
2: whatever you i know,
4: think it's know. critical that pastors have rest you know yeah. whether it's
2: and that's what or, i guess i mean yeah. rest rest okay. a lot of times it doesn't always mean not doing it it doesn't mean closing your eyes yeah. Some, sometimes yeah. it just means doing something that mm-hmm. you haven't done in years or that you don't that you don't do very well yeah, not to
0: put too fine a point on it uh <laughs> the fact that dude you're just on I right now with I that can't help it. i bird. wish we could He's play that
2: song <laughs> on the outro today just because of you there's a they might be giant song called
0: make a little birdhouse for your soul that when you said that, <laughs> that made me anyway it's i'm not yeah i am it's in my head but but uh, do yourself
2: again, and go a favor and go listen to it uh, we're, yeah. we're
0: always going to champion the, the co-leader you know co-pastor model but but again we we allow we can allow each other to to be off uh, a right. day or to to take that time that we need and and not always be on. I know that if I if I'm slacking for a week for whatever reason, nothing stops. And, right, and that's yeah. again. So no, having that kind of a something in place to where yeah. you're not the only one that everything's yep. sitting on is critical.
4: Yeah, right. well, I think whether it's the co-pastoring or having like we have at CBC, we have good we have godly men who are shepherding genuinely shepherding the people. I think that's critical to have. Um, other men that are sharing the burden right. with you because yep. I think otherwise you're the main one. Mm-hmm. And, and even right. if you're off, you're not off cause you're, you're thinking right. about all the things that you're
2: going well, to do. Well, even if you're off, you the church isn't to. off. That's it. Right. right. That's, that's the, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's like the, point. the people yeah. are the main one that's doing it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's good. Anything yeah. else?
0: I would just say, just uh, you mentioned the prosperity gospel and how it's crept into the church, and how it's even crept into our own hearts because it's it's something that that feeds our our flesh that we we want. Yeah. But this idea that God, um, you know, I don't know that somehow I'm here to have my best life and enjoy you know all yeah. these things it, when we buy into that notion, it messes everything up. Yeah. So so again, it, we are you know going to enjoy abundant life, but but rejecting the idea of what you know. So many people are buying into as yeah. far as the prosperity idea. Well, I think that which that doesn't gel with suffering. With
4: the seventh question number seven is what is there? What is, what part is our theology of suffering? You yep. know, really, really played in in helping us to to walk through it. Yeah, uh, and to overcome it, not in a. Um, i just you know i don't have anymore but right. in a sense where i've i have i have not allowed it to derail me i've not allowed it to cause Well that's me right avoid. yeah when
0: your expectation is i'm always going to be up i'm always going to be happy i'm always going to be right. blessed yeah. i'm always going to be you know yep. you're just setting yourself up for yeah. you know and i think one of the
4: questions i would sort of ask as a side is is so how how do we as pastors but also like i'm thinking of guys that are haven't you know just getting ready for it i'm also thinking about like our people is how do we help people develop a theology of suffering? Because, I, I mean, I like even I, I some of the questions— Some of the Well, some <laughs> of the answers I've gotten, even from pastors that have been in ministry for 30, 40, 50 years, have said, I, I didn't have a theology of suffering. I right. still don't right. have a theology of suffering. I
1: think we don't have a theology of suffering until we suffer. I mean, so, so much of our faith can be kind of theoretical mm-hmm. until it becomes— reality. Yeah. And and so we can talk about these things up front and we can prepare people up front and we can say you know, here's the reality of it. But, but until you walk through it, until you have to put that theology into practice, Practice. um, you know, I think that's when it really develops. Right. At least I know that's been true for me.
4: Or it's exposed that you actually don't
1: have a correct
4: theology.
2: That's, I think, part of it. Like, like definitely going through it, but then being educated properly, informed Mm -hmm. properly of what it is you're going through. Right. And what you're experiencing because everybody suffers at some point on some level, but a lot of christians will write it off to the other guy. Right. Oh, any time yeah. I suffer yeah. it's satan, it's not gone. No. So they're actually not learning or gaining anything right. through through suffering. Right. So they need they need to be informed like what the bible tells us about Yeah suffering. Right. And, yeah. um, and I still need to be informed about it because mm-hmm. my first thing is to doubt when I'm in the midst of suffering. Right. 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 What did I do wrong? Yep. Why is God mad at me? Yeah. Um, right. th- like how can anything good ever come out of this? Mm-hmm. Like all, all sure. the doubts yep. and all the questions are the first things. And so right. I, I constantly have to go back at some point to, um, what I know yeah, rather than what I feel. Yeah. There also perceive. has to be a, um, a level of honesty
0: because you asked this question, you know, what, what do you wish people knew when it comes to the way you suffer as pastors? And I thought, well, I don't want people to know that was right. my first thought because I, you know, you want to have this facade I and mean, I, you know, you don't want to make much of your suffering like, Oh, what right. was me? You right. know, yep. poor me. But, it, but if they don't know what we go through and we're not honest about it, then they're not going to know that we're. Hopefully, suffering well through these things through the yeah, power yeah. of Christ through His grace. And yeah, so, they're all
2: looking at the Apostle Paul, going, "Give me what he had." You know, he's <laughs> sitting in jail; he hasn't showered in a month. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like anemic and <laughs> but dying. That's, that's Give what, me what uh, he had.
0: You know, we've 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 all seen stuff in each other's lives. You know, where where we've gone through it, mm-hmm. and yeah. and we see what sustained that person through it. And that's something that we can't, we shouldn't be hiding from the church. Right? You know, it's an amazing thing when you see um, the. The reality of Christ mm-hmm. in a believer's life, yeah. and what yeah. they, how they sustain them through it, and so if if we're constantly denying the suffering or, or you know pretending like it's not happening mm-hmm. because we think it points to something sinful in our life or that mm-hmm. God doesn't really like me or whatever it is, we're we're doing the church a
1: disservice. Yeah. Well, it, I
4: think too one of it, one of the aspects of it as well is that I, I think there are times when we or others suffer, <laughs> um, not because there's something to learn. But we may something never know how to teach someone time. else. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone else is watching how you're walking through that suffering, whether you know it or not, and they're learning from that. Well that's the verse yeah. the verse
0: that talks about be prepared to give an answer for yeah. the hope that you that lies within you has to do with suffering. We don't yeah. we don't think of it that way. It's like right. always be ready to give a man an answer, which is good, but it's in, in light of suffering. Like yeah. how are you able to go through this? Why aren't you right. in a you know curled up under your desk yep. in the fetal position right now? Right. And we get to point them to Christ. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: and I think for the pastor, like God, God makes us better pastors because of our suffering. Right. right, Because Absolutely. of Things that we suffer—you know, kind of what you mentioned in the beginning—that we're able to comfort those with the comfort with which yeah. we've been comforted. Um, it's because you know we go through suffering that God, I think, uses that mm-hmm. to make us—you know—pastors that are more and hum- passionate humbles and us and too. Humble, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, you know about in, Paul's thorn in, in tune, the flesh. <laughs> uh, sympathetic with what people are going through yeah. because we've been through things, and it, I think it's just part of God's sanctification yeah. of, of the pastor. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I
4: think I think of I I think of suffering as both formative and a privilege. And that, that's kind of weird to say. It's like like I search out suffering, but I think there's a the aspect where the Bible tells us that it is a privilege because we, in some way, we're identifying with Christ exactly and His right. suffering. Right. But it's also formative in that the like the first time we face suffering, it exposes both the good and the bad. You know, and it's like okay, and and I think it, it's if we will allow it, it can become formative. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know how often sometimes we or even our people allow the suffering to become right. formative
3: by well, blaming well, if, it on the yeah, enemy. Or, yeah. Right. You know, well, I if nothing else,
2: it's a, it's a exercise in, um, in falling on God, relying on right. God. It's a, it's a right. faith, um, growing exercise yeah. every single time. Yeah, And I, and I do like what you said earlier. Like a, a lot of times the question is like, okay, like help me understand this. Or as we're going through suffering or at some point, uh, we're going to understand this. Sometimes we'll even say this to each other. You're going to understand what God's doing at some point. Not necessarily at all. Right. Like sometimes the suffering <laughs> the that we're right. going through, like you said, has nothing to do with us. Right. It has, it has to do with other things. Yeah. And God's just moving pieces or he's just doing yeah. his deal. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and we're it. You know? Like Job. Yeah. To- totally. And they,
4: did Job suffer?
2: Job so never got an answer. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> well, if,
1: things, if things were never hard. You know, how difficult would we would it be for us to rely on God? Yeah, I mean, there's an aspect of just you know suffering in general mm-hmm. you know, for the Christian grows our faith and draws us closer to God. Yeah, by His design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder. You know, some, one of the things I wonder is I'm I'm just studying this
4: more and more is that, you know, and obviously speaking specifically to pastors, but I think the same is true for just people. Is is there an aspect where we this, this is going to probably sound a bit weird but where we sort of invite suffering or we we put ourselves in situations where we might so that we can begin to develop some of that resiliency and what you about I don't know if we do I know? think God does because I think so we're, we're so afraid of it sometimes <clears throat> yeah. you know and I think that's our culture yeah. we're, we're fearful of suffering and, and some of it I think is in some way we we may have bought into the prosperity gospel without knowing that Doesn't was my matter, own life right? and that's part of I don't think we have
2: to me. be preached or taught the prosperity gospel. No, I, I think I, we just I, naturally It's a it. default. It's native. Yeah, 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 right. It's native to our humanism, right? And, and that so, ought to tell us something about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: But I think
0: if more pastors really did understand that um, not only is suffering part of the equation, it, it's actually uh, an important part of the equation for us mm-hmm. because it's going to cause us to continually be dependent and reliant yeah. and, and keep us where God, you know, can, like Paul, you know, right, your strength right. is made perfect in my weakness. Yep. And so, it, you know, if that's your expectation... Mm-hmm. It would probably, you know, more. You'd see less guys hopefully burning out right, yeah. and, and walking away because they're disillusioned about. Yeah. Well, I thought this was supposed to be completely, right. completely different than this. Yep. Now this is a big part of it. It Doesn't mean that we're just going to be constantly miserable. Yeah. But it, it is going to. Well, no. I mean, there's a, there's so much joy and life in this too. I wouldn't yeah. want to do anything else. I know. I don't don't want to make it sound depressing, but. But, it, you know, if I was not in the state that I'm in most of the time, I don't know how well I'd be to right. be as a pastor. Yeah. Right. So Yeah. Well, well it was, it was,
1: kind of the yeah. the inviting of suffering for the pastor is is not running from it, but walking towards it. Yeah. Intentionally, like, knowing, okay, this is going to be a hard thing. This yep. might mm-hmm. not go well. Yep. Uh, people might not like me. It might offend people. It might yep. step on toes, you know, whatever. Um, but, but walking towards it and not running away yeah. from it.
4: Because sometimes I think they, people think, well, suffering comes because God doesn't like me. No, actually suffering comes because God loves us. Yeah. And he, he wants and to develop because things in God. us. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, like persecution. Yeah. This
2: Hebrew, Hebrews 12, the the woodshed right. Yeah. passage. Right. <laughs> like 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 a, only a bad dad right. doesn't do what I'm doing yeah. with you. Right. Yeah. The discipline You're illegitimate. Comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Well, let's, uh, for sake of time, why don't we jump to the last one, which is, you know, what are what are some of the passages in the Bible that you go to when you, you sort of face that suffering or think about suffering just in sort of a general way? Um,
2: well, we, we've already mentioned a few of them. I mean, the entire yeah. book of Job, like, are, yeah, always right. immediately comes to mind um, for obvious reasons. 2 Corinthians, particularly chapter 12 which Brent just mentioned mm-hmm. is, is like a big one. It's yeah. one that always, that always comes to mind. Like, right. he, like that, that grace is, is, uh, is the money, Right. <laughs> the grace of God in my weakness and in my deficit somehow yeah. <laughs> is more valuable than having this thing go away. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so it's, it's that kind of theology and, Reminding myself of those things, um, Psalm 139, the whole thing, mm-hmm. love yeah. it. And that one doesn't even have to do with suffering. He probably wrote it while he was like in the midst of trial, but right. it has to do with like you form my inward parts, yeah. like oh, I'm fearfully wonderfully made. Yep. Um, if I go to hell, you're there. If I go, and so like the whole thing is that God is extremely mindful of us yeah. and I need to know that when I'm suffering like right. that God cares about me he is near no matter where I right. am no matter what's going on and he cares yeah he cares deeply about what's going yeah. on with me
0: first Peter 5 7 cast all your anxieties on him because he yes. cares for you there you go yeah.
2: yeah you know you matter to him yep right that's huge yeah, and right. I and I and then I think the big one that's yeah. always like the first picture in my brain when I'm suffering is is Hebrews 12 1 and 2 yeah. uh, Christ in for the yeah. joy that was set before yeah. him, endured the, endured, the endured the cross, and I'm just thinking, well, I'm never going to go through anything that big, right. and and there was this, there's this prize, there's this eternal yeah. reward that's insane, and 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 that was a mo- that's a motivating factor right. uh, to move through even well, not mm-hmm. just move through suffering, but yeah. move through it well, yeah. and so uh, Christ is probably the that's probably the biggest. Yeah, because yeah, you think
4: about him in the garden, me. you know, he knows. This is what's going to be coming and he his request is God would you just call me? it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I the, don't want to do this. For the joy that was set before uh, But if that's your will for me then I'm yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know, you know, in, in essence, you you, you got to think that Jesus because of who he was, both humanly and I think, you know, especially his divinity is that God was telling him like, look, this is this is what's going to happen. And what's going to be accomplished through what you're going to do. Right. And so, nope, you're going to have to go through it and face it, you know. But in his humanity, he's saying, uh, has there, uh, there's got to be another yeah. way, you know. <laughs> Is there a better and Sometimes point? I think we kind of we hope that as well. And I think there are times when God does remove the suffering. And then right. I think there's times when it's like, nope, I want you to continue to walk through this for a specific reason, whether it's things that we're learning or whether it's things that he's teaching other people through it. Sure. You know, that's, that's sometimes, I think, the most challenging ones is when God's walking you through suffering because he wants to teach other people how to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would back up to Hebrews 11, not just Hebrews 12, but, you know, Hebrews 11. Like, you know, some people set armies to flight yeah. you know, in faith, and some were sawn in two in faith. Right. And like it's God's business, you know, whoa, who sets whoa, whoa. the armies to yeah. flight and who was sawn in two. Yeah. But they all were commended because they were living for yep. something yet to come. Yeah. Know, something better. Uh, and that that's an encouragement in in our suffering that you know it, it's God's business you know whether, <laughs> yeah. whether our, our our you know our race is uphill or downhill right you know, um, but He's with us in it
4: yeah I think the whole book of Second Corinthians in my mind for not just pastors but I think the church helps us to know what He how to face suffering in our lives and 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 part yeah. of the reason for it you know just as I mean we're gonna we're gonna study it as a church here and you know in a few months because mm. I just think it's important. To know,
2: so you so, way you, way. so you so want to thin it out a little, huh? Thin it
4: out a little bit, yeah. See
3: what happens.
4: Thin <laughs> <laughs> Out the church, purge. Yeah, let's That's talk about I'm suffering. Title the, let's do a I'm series on suffering. The, the series <laughs> that <laughs> <The, laughs> few people you want to get rid of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: no, any other ones you would add? No, but I, I really feel like. This is, this is a different subject, but I feel like since we're on this and we talked about this today and the, the suffering, particularly us in ministry as pastors, like a shout out just for the sake of people watching to the pastor's wives as well. Yeah. There's like... Um, Absolutely. Like there, there, there's a great deal of suffering, unique suffering that comes with their position. Yep. With Absolutely. sharing us um, with everybody else yeah. and with the church and what it is that we do. Um, there's, there's so many things I can't tell my wife. There's Mm -hmm. so many things I won't tell my wife, Right, but she sees it all. She feels it all relationally when it's going down. And so her having to live with my heaviness and my spiritual (laughs) ridiculousness that goes on is like a big deal. Um, it's, it's a, it's a unique thing, a pastor's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: and as
0: far as longevity goes, if, if your wife's not on board, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to work very well because I mean, right. the, the toll it takes on your family. The way it, that uh, they strive with yeah, us, right,
2: emotionally, not even knowing yeah. what's going on, not being able to fix any of it, but they strive with us and they're behind yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're our only encourager yeah. ever. Yep. Yeah. It's, the, it's the only voice that we hear anywhere. Yeah. Um, and yet it's so hard on them, too. There's so much that, um, that uh, is being taken from them, too. That yeah. they could otherwise be having. Yep. But again, they're they're doing it hopefully yeah. for the right reason as well.
4: Yeah, I so. think there's a lonely aspect to it for our wives, you know, where where they are. I mean, there's sometimes as pastors we're running hard after things, yeah, right. you know, and I think that they sometimes are the ones that kind of take the brunt of that in some ways. There nights when they're home by themselves, or you know, those sort right. of things where it's like, oh, what am I? You know, but I think I think the other part of it is the expectations that churches can place on pastors' sure. wives. Mm-hmm. And that would be my challenge <laughs> they, they and take encouragement they to churches to is, oh, yeah. is don't have any higher expectations on your pastor's wife than you would of just a normal Christian. Right. Serve in the church. Let them find their own way. Don't expect that you got a two-for-one deal, mm-hmm. you know, when you have your pastor. It's like... This is let them be who who God's called them to be and serve in the ways that God's called them to. Buy one, get one free. Well, that's that bogus. I mean, we, we, we've had people in our in our lives that have said, "Oh, well, we got two two for the price of one." And you're like, no. Right. You know, I don't go to I don't go to my wife's right. work and. Now we've protected. You
0: know. We've we've done a good job of protecting yeah. that over the years, yeah. and we continue to because because it's not. She wasn't called to this. Yeah, you know, we were. Yeah.
4: And I don't know so that, I that I have to be quite honest. I don't know that I've done a good job in my my own ministry of protecting her from those things. I think there's some things where it's like you know. And and trying to figure out how do you how do you partner together in ministry? That's sometimes hard too. Yeah. Is how do you figure that right. out? You know.
0: Well, in February we're actually going to be taking our wives to the coast to get so away will... as couples and and not be shared at that point. But what we're hoping to do, if we can if we can put their arms behind their back, is to get them to join us. So pray that they might uh, somehow even against their will join us. <laughs> Maybe this should uh, be
2: the subject that day. They <laughs> can speak one. about all the things they hate about their husband's job. Yeah, maybe. That wouldn't <laughs> be a bad. The anyway, only uh, the only re- the only reason I helpful. wanted to bring it up is is just so that, you know, as you guys are considering how you can maybe hopefully encourage us as pastors that that there's also something in it for our wives yeah. Right, yeah. as well cuz it's, you know, it's a unique position they're in. Cuz so. when
4: they're encouraged that that's encouraging to us to watch sure. sort of like people Absolutely. care for our kids, right? It's like when people in the church genuinely care for our wives, it's it's, yeah, a, it's a, a, big deal. a big deal. To us, so. It matters. Yeah. Are we done? Got yeah, like, we I think like so. We've got an hour, I think. We're yeah.
2: good. So maybe Jeff, one, you're going to one of our
1: longer ones maybe. But mm-hmm. You're going to pass good this, this class. Day. I'm going to pass it. You're going to pass yeah, this class. You're yeah. welcome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Just remember to
0: you know thank us when you, when put, you, get you your put a little birdhouse <laughs> in your soul. You give me the footnotes <laughs> and the photography. Yeah. There <laughs> the you at the back of the handbook.
3: I'm going to
4: give you the handbook when I'm done. All right. Well, that's not nothing. you can give me some feedback.
2: That'd be good. You got to put a bow on this?
4: Yeah, I'm okay. going to wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Leather bound. I think you means talking about the podcast. No, I mean, oh, the... Jeff, pray. Yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Let me pray. <laughs> Mm. Lord, thanks for this, uh, this time. Thank you for this calling that you placed on our lives. Mm. We, we recognize the, both the responsibility and the privilege it is uh, to be pastors, and we don't take that lightly, and we don't take that for granted. It, it's a joy for us. We, otherwise, we wouldn't still be doing it, Lord. We, we're grateful for the people that you've given us, the privilege of shepherding, uh, caring for, Lord, and, and even the challenging ones that we face. We, we're grateful for them as well. And so, Lord, we pray that you would continue... Uh, to give us courage, that you would give us wisdom, that you would give us discernment, that your spirit would lead us and guide us uh, as we seek to shepherd uh, your church. And so we're grateful that at the end of the day, this is your church that you've called us to shepherd. And so we pray that you'd help us to do it well. Uh, We pray that you'd help us to do it with grace, and we pray that you'd help us to do it with courage. Uh, Lord, thank you for these guys. Appreciate them so much and grateful for their friendship as well. And we're just thankful for this time together in your name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeffy. Thank yeah, you. thanks, Jeff, for coming in. You, you, can, me. you know, you every week that chair's is empty. Okay. So. Not like we know you don't have anything to do, so don't act like right, you do. Right, right. <laughs> I don't only work one day a week anyways. <laughs> that's right. That, that's a good note to sign out
1: on, working one day a week.